Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show. We welcome Lucas of Kill Set on the Roman Show to talk about their latest album, Killing Spree. This and a whole lot more for the week of November 3rd. Stay tuned, everyone. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go flight. Come. We're going flight. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. Capeo, we are going. Network, go. Recovery, go. Capcom, we're going flight. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. That's another episode. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, joined by the one and only, the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. And George, we're just weeks away from Sweetwater Pro Wrestling on November 16th, Saturday. George, I don't know about you, man. I know I won't be able to make it, but I know that I'm getting the chills already for you. Yep, I'm getting so chilly that I am drinking a special mint-flavored margarita. You know how mint gives you the chills, right? I, I, I would presume, yes. Well, mint does that to you, or at least it's doing it to me. But yes, I am feeling the chills from my top of my hair all the way down to my toes. It's about less, a little over a week and a half till this show finally arrives when my baby is reborn on November 16th. What a show I have lined up for everyone just to show you the impact that Sweetwater Pro can give you just on one night, on opening night, mightn't you? That's right. That's the return of SPW and uh, donations are accepted. All those donations will be uh, going ahead to help out the uh, Sweetwater or City of Sweetwater Athletics Department, helping the kids get off the street. So make sure you get your butts out there to Sweetwater Pro Wrestling in the City of Sweetwater. And next week, we will have one of the wrestlers that will be on that card. I'm talking about Frank, former Miami Dolphins football player and also musician. And George, he's taking on a big, big challenge. When you when you think about it, what's the one sci-fi monster movie? That everyone is looking forward to in 2020. It's Godzilla versus King Kong. Except you don't have to wait till next year. You have a little bit over a week and a half to see it live. Godzilla versus King Kong. Mosey Kamau with Anthony Ragusa and Barrington Hughes versus Frank. That is your equivalent of, of course, Godzilla versus King Kong. Who's gonna Who's gonna stop those men? I, I, I'm not gonna get caught in the middle of that fight. I I could assure you of that. Well, I can't wait. I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, the ring can hold all that weight that's gonna be inside. Well, that's true. I do agree. But let's see how much the ring could even hold up with all those three uh, prides and egos and and so on and so forth in the main event. When we crown a new SPW heavyweight champion between Vertigo, accompanied by that godforsaken poison freedom, and of course, 
the mercenary pit bull, Romeo Cavedo, and your girlfriend's favorite wrestler, Ernest R. Alexander. First time all three of them in the same ring at the same time vying for the SPW Heavyweight Championship. And I'm going to give you an exclusive, Mr. Roman. It's not going to be a one pinfall ends. No. The new champion is going to have to fight to earn that title because it's now a elimination match. Whew. There you go. And it's absolutely free, but donations are accepted. SPW runs Ellie Park November 16th. Don't miss it. All right, guys. You know, if you feel a little anxiety, everybody gets a little anxious, maybe a little stressed out, and, and even your muscles are aching, well, I advise to to purchase right now. Fight Back CBD. Fight Back CBD is an amazing, amazing tool that will help you recover if you're in training and, of course, help you out if you're dealing with some personal things. So Fight Back CBD, check them out on Instagram. Hey, I personally use it, and I feel great the very next day after the hard, long training. So get yourself a bottle of Fight Back CBD. They got a whole bunch of different uh, options. All you have to do is head on over to Instagram, Fight Back CBD. Look them up. And get the funk off your junk. Get yourself a bottle of Ball Wash, and I'll tell you, you'll be smelling like roses down there. Head on over to BallWash.com or visit TheRomanShow.com to find out more details about ball wash well let's get the things going let's talk i'm a little ahead of myself i i have to take my cbd to calm down i think it's now time to talk some pro wrestling and now it's time to give you a reality check Well, George, I don't know about you, man, but I'm really liking what's happening, at least in the world wrestling entertainment, with all this invasion of the NXT. The SmackDown program last Friday was phenomenal. Lots of surprises. Sure, we have to give credit to the fact that many were stranded from the main roster in Saudi Arabia after the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. But nonetheless, we got an incredible show on Friday night and somewhat carried on to Monday Night Raw and, and, I, and we know that it worked because the ratings were up for SmackDown. And again, we really can't take too much away because the previous week they were on FS1. Not too many people are, you know, maybe they just don't have FS1 or they're not aware of it. But the numbers did increase by a lot uh, on Fox, which shows you how much viewership Fox Channel has. Either way, this is what we're talking about. The storyline, the surprises, and we're getting to see that, whether it's on SmackDown. We saw it on, on, on Monday Night Raw. We might see something on NXT, I would presume. But this is finally making it very must-watch TV, George. Yes, uh, but that's because we're in Survivor Series season. Like, uh, yes, it's the first time NXT is ever being part of one of the main pay-per-views of the WWE. My question is, what is going to happen after Survivor Series? That's the question you have to ask yourself. What's going to happen? Because right now, the WWE grabbed the torch and is running with it. They have to continue running with it. They, I hope the writers, the creatives, the producers, especially Vince McMahon, is learning what they have to do to maintain this audience with this 
time period. You can tell that the fans are more entertained with the fast-paced action that Daniel Bryan and uh, and um, sorry Adam Cole provided us last Friday. So take it as you will that this is a learning curve for the WWE now that they have competition on TV. And it's not even AEW. It's NWA Power. It's AEW Dynamite. Is Ring of Honor, is Impact Wrestling. WWE is not alone anymore. So they cannot play with their roster and make them unhappy, and you cannot make the audience unhappy. So let's see if they learn from this after Survivor Series. Yeah, something has to be going, and I like that whole switch. It's really entertaining, and again, it really creates a big surprise. You don't know what's going to happen, and we saw that, and we got a great phenomenal match between Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan going about 30 minutes. That's what I'm talking about. They put on a clinic, a show. It was nothing special about that. No gimmicks, no uh, dressing up like Street Fighter characters. No, it was just Daniel Bryan. Adam Cole, it wasn't this big gigantic guy on steroids or, or, or some guy jumping around, flipping around everywhere. No, it was an actual pro wrestling match that told a story that had you engaged. And kudos to Adam Cole. I mean, he defeated Daniel Bryan, George. That's a big deal. Yes, uh, live fairly too with no interference. Uh, listen, again, it's not about who wrestles who or what happens where. It's about the learning experience. You guys are running this program and possibly the best program you've had in a long, long time. All right, switching gears, George. Uh, of course, we talked about SmackDown. We talked about the invasion. In fact, how that all happened on, on Friday Night SmackDown with a last-minute change. Many, Some of the NXT guys were arriving, as from what we understand, at 7.55 p.m., just five minutes before SmackDown. But the whole debacle that happened in Saudi Arabia, which until this day, we're trying to get the, the, the in fact, details what occurred. Many of the wrestlers stayed overseas we heard some comments from some of the wrestlers saying that they will never go back. But we just learned that they extended the contract or agreement between the WWE and Saudi Arabia that they will be having more shows all the way up to 2027. But not a lot of wrestlers want to participate. What do you think is going to happen here, man? Personally, I have no idea. I really don't. Because how are you going to have a show without the workers? Uh, and with this experience that just happened, who could blame them? So I, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I think the WWE is going to have to look at to, into, their, uh, into those stars that you just don't see much on TV uh, it, to be sent over there. One person for sure that you could always count on over there is Mansoor. But at, at this point, I don't know what to expect, especially with... With that renewal contract, it's it's hard to say. Yeah, and, and we already know some guys that don't like to go there. Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Many of these guys uh, choose not to attend. Or, you know what? And now, with the history-making match between Natalia and Lacey Evans, we might be able to see more women in the card. That could salvage the card. Yeah, but again, 90% of your roster is a, well not I, I I over exaggerate. 
uh, a good percentage of your roster was affected by this whole situation that just transpired in Saudi Arabia. Even Carl Anderson's wife went onto social media saying that they were being kidnapped. So this is a very, very, how can I put this, sensitive topic. And I really don't know what's going to happen until the day it does happen. I guess we just have to wait and see. We got to ride the wave or ride the train and see what happens. Let's wait patiently exactly what occurs. No word on when the WWE will return to Saudi Arabia. But we do know that full gear, AEW's upcoming pay-per-view is taking place. The main event, Chris Jericho, the champion, versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, there's an apparent huge announcement that Cody Rhodes is going to make on uh, AEW Dynamite. George... From previous pay-per-views, I don't know about you, and I think that it should be different. I think that the fact that they're, they are on TV, it should be getting a lot of steam. But right now, all we have is John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz, and then Adam Page versus Pac, which that match actually was supposed to happen a very long time ago. It didn't happen. And then Cody versus Jericho. This pay-per-view, uh, to me, personally, just doesn't have the wow factor i i don't it's is it me or is it kind of losing steam the whole aew you know hoopla it's not that it's hoopla it's the fact that you know right now they're going on a full-time schedule back then they were running as a pay-per-view company now they are full-time so you have to give them time to recuperate but here's the thing, like on paper, they you could feel like, you know, they're that's not hype. But when the time comes, when the events come, they back up their hype. So you can't just say, oh, it, the card is uh, you know, whatever on paper because they always back up. Just enjoy pro wrestling, man. Enjoy it. This is the best time to be either a pro wrestler or pro wrestling fan. Fans need to stop comparing AEW to WWE and WWE to AEW. Enjoy it. You all complained saying we missed the competition days. It's here and now you're comparing each other. Enjoy the ride. That's all I could say. Now, AEW has gone on the record or the Young Bucks have gone on the record saying that they won't partner with New Japan Pro Wrestling. But over the weekend, we noticed that Chris Jericho made an announcement that he will be at Wrestle Kingdom. What what do, what do we have of this? Is Chris Jericho just get a a, a special uh, a, a freebie here or does he get a a, a a a hall pass to go to New Japan being him the first only guy there? I heard something where Jericho did have previous in, uh, agreements with New Japan that going into AEW that was already part of it. Now Roman, don't forget, please, that just because a wrestler says is never going to happen doesn't mean is never going to happen. It could be a way of saying, A, it is happening. I'm just not telling you. So don't ever take anyone's word for granted. Just do what I do. Until you see it, don't believe it. But when it does happen... Then believe it. Let me tell you, teaming up with New Japan Pro Wrestling with AEW, I think that would have been the most smartest move on their end. But 
maybe I don't know. Maybe they changed their mind, like you said, uh, with Jericho going out there to Wrestle Kingdom. You never know. He might be he might be uh, setting the 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 wave there for a potential future pa- uh, 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 partnership. Just like look, we just notified this past weekend that MLW is partnering with AAA. And then Impact Wrestling, uh, they have a partnership with the CML, if I'm correct. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot of partnerships going on in the world of professional wrestling, uh, except in the WWE. And that's sad because WWE's already tried purchasing two Japanese companies to establish NXT Japan, and both have declined the, the buyout. So we'll see what happens. Right now, I know AEW uh, is working with Mexico as well. But now maybe MLW took that away. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because AEW, in fact, Pentagon and uh, Ray Phoenix were over in Triple A not too long ago. Kenny Omega defeated Pentagon for a championship. So you're right about that. So it, there's a lot of partnerships going on. So that's, again, that's why I'm saying it's good to be a professional wrestler and it's good to be a pro wrestling fan. Just enjoy the ride. Stop being so anal about everything. Just enjoy the ride, guys. That's it. All right. Well, don't take that uh, foot off the gas pedal. Enjoy the ride with pro wrestling here heading full gear. I will tell you this, though, even though we have all this this great product on TV, when it comes to part to to pro wrestling, we haven't seen the numbers decline. Yes, on Wednesday night, AEW still the lead, but those numbers slowly but surely have gone down both for AEW and NXT. It's gonna be interesting to see what occurs in the next few months, especially during the holidays. You know, are people still gonna be tuning in. We're gonna have to wait and see. But I feel I tell you, it's gonna be pretty critical during the holidays, and especially uh, this year. Uh, New Year's and Christmas fall on the Wednesday, which happens to be AEW and NXT. Like you said, time will tell. But you know what? Uh, the the more weeks go by, I, I forgot who it was who said it, but I think it was Mark Henry or Booker T or someone. But they said, give AEW six weeks and then get back to me. So, I mean, sorry, not six weeks, six months. So... Man, I'm just sitting back. I'm enjoying the the shows. I'm enjoying the ride. There's nothing I'm complaining about except when stories are just horrendous, like the DQ and the Hell in the Cell. Uh, but then again, everyone was on that wagon, not just me. So, guys, sit back, enjoy. There's nothing else you can do but but that. You know, it's if you don't watch NXT live, guess what? It's on the WWE Network. Uh, if you don't watch AEW live, guess what? They play a replay the next day. So either way, win-win for everyone. Well, I will tell you this. You're going to win right now because we have Lucas of Killset right now on the Roman Show to talk about the band's latest new album, Killing Spree. Find out more details from Lucas joining us right now on the Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, uh, and it's a pleasure to have this 
this discreet band, right? We're very young and talented, and they've already put out two albums, and they're gonna release a new album very, very soon, Killing Spree. You can check out the latest single, single available right now, Closure, and uh, boy, they're, they're definitely doing a great job at representing that, that hip-hop and metal combination, which we kind of got away a little bit, but it's coming back little by little. And Kill Sweat, Kill Set is definitely doing it for us. Luca joins, joins us on the line right now. Lucas, how are you, man? Join us. Thanks for joining us here on The Roman Show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Luca, it. Luca, I'm, I'm enjoying the, sing, the single uh, Closure. Totally awesome. I know it pretty much stands for what it is. It's uh, getting closure, right? If something happened. That, is is that, that, that single something personal to you? It's something that you went through personally that made you write that song? I mean, I think everybody in their life has gone through something, right? Something pretty sucky, <laughs> and they got to get closure from it. So it's really just a general kind of concept of, you know, something that's happened that, that could have happened to anybody, uh, whether it's, you know, you know, girlfriend relationship or it's just a business thing or whatever it may be, and trying to get yourself and all those emotions you go through and everything to, you know, get past this bad situation and finally get that closure. So, Killing Spree will be released uh, later this year. What can people anticipate from this album? Well, I'll tell you, man, it's a definitely it's a diverse album. Um, you know, we do our thing like we've done where we have these rap anthems. On this one, we got some aggressive stuff for sure, more like closure. And then, you know, the fan base said to us after the last album, they said, Luca, we want you singing more. So... We got some, like, honestly, some crazy, crazy radio-friendly tracks on this new album that are literally just going to, like, the, they're so catchy, and they're just, they're a little different from kind of what we normally do, but I think people are really going to react very positively to it. So, uh, some of the songs that, that you can let us in, of course, you've got Closure, the, sing, the single from the uh, album, but what are some of the other tunes that we'll be listening to and the uh, inspiration behind the writing? I mean, what are people going to be uh, learning about or, or, or hearing about? Well, we got one song that I really, really want to talk about, which is a song called Burn, which uh, is co-produced and co-written uh, with Elias Soriano of the band Nonpoint. Now, oh, Nonpoint's okay. one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he came out to L.A. We were going back and forth over the Internet, like trying to create a song by coastal with him in florida and us in la you know throwing ideas back and forth and the thing just started to take this life and he flew out we, we jumped in the studio and we knocked this thing out and i'm so excited about it i couldn't be happier i mean this song is everything it's melodic it's aggressive it's got his patented you know elias scream and yell nice. um, but he breaks down the vocals beautifully on it and it's cool because we go back and forth we're like he'll be doing the heavy stuff I'll be doing the melodic stuff, and then as the song progresses, I jump in on the heavy stuff, and he starts doing melodic stuff. Oh, so yeah. I, I couldn't be happier with it. Oh, that sounds awesome! And, and you know, we're down here in Florida, Nonpoint, Point. There are boys, and uh, they've been around the game for some time, of course, and done some great job. Uh, and they're still around, kicking ass. But how did that happen? How did you come across uh, Elias and work together on this song? Well, I've been in the industry. Uh, uh, you know, a decent amount of time out here in LA. We've yeah. had some success, and so with that reads, you know, meeting different people. And I'll tell you, the scene out here is really small. Yeah. Um, our manager is a guy named Dave Shivari, and his team. Uh, he's the drummer for El Nino. Uh -huh. And um, we basically, as we were coming into doing the new record, we said, "Look, we want to get a guest vocalist." Um, so we threw him a few names. One of them definitely was uh, Elias. 
we started reaching out, he started reaching out on our behalf. And, you know, as we started getting more and more like into it with the different names, for me, it just felt like Elias was the right dude. And as I, you know, we talked about it as a band, we decided he was the right dude. So, and I, I couldn't be happier that we chose him and he chose us. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up, I'm telling you, this song is so sick, uh, Burn. And then coming up, we also have a single, another single we're going to be dropping called Never Be, um, which is just about going through some stuff in life, but never letting it take you out. So no matter what you're going through, at the end, you're going to fight. You're going to fight, and you're going to fight, and you're going to succeed. Um, and then the third track that's probably notable is a song called I'm Done. And we're actually shooting a video for it on Sunday. We're going out to the high desert. We got drones. We got smoke <laughs> bombs. We got pyro. We got everything. So it's going to be sick. And that song is just basically about being done with all the nonsense going on in the world right now. All the shadiness, all the bribes, all the people, all the just the, the scumbags out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I'm done. I'm tired of the bullshit. That's actually the hook. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got to give you kudos because looking back a little bit at the, the previous work, you guys did a great cover of uh, Jump from, uh, uh, that That was awesome, Jump. That, that's such a classic song. Uh, crisscross. And, uh you died, and then you did the video as well so kudos for that yeah man that song really did it was amazing for us you know I kind of grew up on crisscross I thought they were funny man with yeah. the pants backwards and they were cool too like yeah. it was badass nothing was happening like that you're like yeah <laughs> so uh, I, I, I talked to the guys about it and they were like let's give it a shot so we started writing it it came together perfectly and then the video was basically just me I was sitting there writing kind of what would be funny and what would be cool and what would people think was interesting about like four big white metal dudes, you know, with their pants on backwards, you know, and a pager and all, you know <laughs> what I mean? So I, I think the video turned out really funny and uh, it did us wonders. I mean, just because of that video, we got contacted and invited to go out and play Rocklahoma last year, which is a sick festival. Uh, in Oklahoma, right. like 25,000 people a day. Right. And it was because of that video. So, you know, cool things happen when you uh, jump, jump. Yeah, Rock, <laughs> yeah, Rock, Rock, Oklahoma, of course, one of those uh, signature uh, festivals that goes on, uh, I mean, what is it, the April, May area, uh, around that, that, that yeah, time? Yeah, uh, I think it's... Uh, Gosh, I can't even... It's the Oklahoma, back then they had Fort Rock, then they had the uh, the Rock and the Range. It's around, around that that area uh, that they have those festivals and I, you're right they, you definitely did you killed it on, on that set and uh, but, but but looking back at that that type of style of music you know I grew up listening to, to P.O.D. El Nino oh my god you know it sucks that they're not you know back at it again they've been having their issues uh, Nonpoint yeah. of course those bands that had that that hip hop and metal it was so good I mean heck even Linkin Park right because they had the the, the metal at, at one point and sure. the, the, the hip hop so where do you think that genre is I mean Slipknot for God's sake they had a little bit of rap in there you know they had a little, a little rapping in there but where do you think the genre is do you think we're going to see a, a comeback of it there's some bands Absolutely. Absolutely. That, 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 are, yeah. that are kind of bringing it in there but what are your thoughts I think it's already happening. I mean we're not a standard like that type of band I mm -hmm. mean you'll see with the new record we got rock songs on there I mean we pretty much 
we love the fact that we're diverse and everybody in the band comes from a different kind of genre and style that they like and it comes together with like like a song like Closure where I can get to do some aggressive rapping on the verse but then hit that melodic hook and then get that vicious scream in the bridge and the outro so it's like we'll do it we do everything so but as far as like kind of the influence of rap in the music I think it's back. I think there's already bands doing it. I think rock and metal are back. My buddy's band, uh, Tommy and Bad Wolves, they're taking over yeah, the world right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, that's my good friend uh, many, many years, and they're taking over the world. They're number one everywhere. So it's back. It's all back. You know, rock, metal, aggressive music is really coming back. Do you think the reason why it's getting that exposure? I mean, we just found out Slip now, right? They're number one in in the UK. That had that hasn't happened in God knows when. When a, a metal album was number one, what do you think it is? Where have all the metal bands, the metal fans, the heavy metal fans, the rock fans been? They, where they been hiding? I don't know where they've been, but you know what? When the youth is angry, that's when our music takes off you know what i mean i think the youth in this country are angry <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i i, I could attest i mean i i remember you know listening to rage against the machine uh and link limp biscuit what the hell you know and it was all about you're yeah. right all that aggressiveness and letting on your steam and giving me something to break so much so you 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 would say that maybe that because of the current circumstances of what's going on in the country and the world has a little bit of, a little bit of play in that I would think so, and I would also think that music in general is like cyclical, like it goes, styles go away and then they kind of come back and a little bit different. I think that's just what it is. Um, you know, and I also attribute it to, you know, and I love, I grew up on gangster rap, I mm. love rap music, but I think hip hop's in a really bad place yeah. right now. So, they're, so, so, so the, the kids are looking for something else because hip hop for a long time, you know, they were the rock stars. So now it's in such a bad mumbly place where nothing's being said that I think people are actually looking again towards bands to say something and do something, you know? <laughs> and you're right about hip-hop being in a, in a bad stage. I can agree with you. I mean, if you look at some of the guys, one of the guys that I like is, is Rick Ross. Yeah, he's from Miami, and I, I think he's doing a pretty good job at it. But uh, you're right. Hip-hop is not what it was back then. Um, any favorites, though, that you have currently that you think that have potential to bring back hip-hop? Oh, jeez, man, that's a really, really tough one. It is because I'm like a Tupac, Big okay. Bone Thugs and Harmony, DMX right. type of guy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I hear you. And nobody's and nobody's really saying anything from what I can gather. I mean, uh, it's tough. It's it's a tough one for me because because I, I like I like metaphors. I like people that are saying things, and it feels very generic to me right now. But yeah. hey, you never know. The next the next you know thoughtful rapper that can actually have a message is right around the corner i mean in this in, in this industry and the way that music is now you could put something out on soundcloud and be the biggest thing in the world tomorrow that no one's ever heard of so who knows <laughs> so so what about you guys hitting the road we might we might see a little collaboration on a bill with you and nonpoint yeah i mean look elias he came out as a producer and he left as a good friend So I personally would absolutely love that that tour. Uh, right now, uh, our, our management is taking a few of the tracks, um, doing some things with them. So ultimately, we would love to get on the road. Nonpoint would be amazing. Seven Dust would be amazing. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know there's just so many bands out there that we would love to jump on the road with and get a chance really you know because that's where i think we actually um that's where we strive is our live set I mean, we're known for that out here just being aggressive and taking over the stage killing the set that's the name of the band <laughs> so uh yeah man that point would be phenomenal so Elias, if you're listening Hey man, I'll, I'll, I'll text you. I'll text you. Buddy. <laughs> hey man, you've mentioned so many great bands. Seven Dust is another classic as well. And, and, and of course, you mentioned Nonpoint, but any other band that, that you recall back then that really got you uh, in tune into heavy metal? I mean, I not. I don't know about heavy metal. I loved loved Rage Against the Machine yeah. when they first get, when they, like when they were doing their thing. It was actually the first concert, like major big festival concert I went to was Rage Against the Machine and Wu-Tang when they went Whoa. together. <laughs> I remember that one, yeah. And it was, I told you, it was like life-changing. I remember sitting there being like, I'm going to do that. So <laughs> I, I, I love, absolutely love them. Slipknot's uh, clearly badass. Um, yeah, uh, Deftones, Korn were life-changing right. when, when, we, when we saw them. I mean... All those, you know, kind of new metalish bands—they just—they—they they did something different, and that was so cool at the time. Um, and it's still cool now. I mean, it's so great that you guys are keeping that genre or, or that music alive, and of course, with some diversity. So, Luca, I want to thank you so much for your time, man, and looking forward to your album. And please, uh, when you guys do tour, make it uh, make it—you put it there in your agenda that you come down to South Florida. We'd love to have you here and rock out with you guys. Yeah, hell yeah, man! I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Great stuff there from Lucas all the way from California, teaming up with Elias of Nonpoint, putting out that great album. Uh, look out for it very, very soon. Make sure you follow Killset on Spotify uh, to find out more details about the band's latest album, Killing Spree. Hey, I want to invite everyone this weekend Kraken Festival in uh, Hollywood, Florida, Memphis, Mayfair, and also We Came as Romans will be closing off that festival. It's going to be a good one this weekend in Hollywood. Can't wait. Memphis, Mayfair, We Came as Romans. They both released new albums recently. Oh, can't wait to get in there in the pit. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. All right, let's talk some uh, mixed martial arts here, George. I, I know you didn't catch the fight with uh, Masvidal and Nate Diaz, but... Lots to talk about, controversial ending to say the least uh, towards the third round, already before the fourth and the fifth round, the doctors stopped the fight, noting that Nate Diaz's cuts were just too much uh, and it just wasn't appropriate for Diaz to continue, although Diaz and both Masvidal, they, they wanted to continue, it wasn't the end. But it was a doctor's decision to stop the fight. Many have criticized this, they said that the, the cut wasn't wide enough to stop the fight that he could have continued they compared it to the cuts that he had against conor mcgregor where Diaz was just completely wide open um nonetheless jorge masvidal is now has been declared the baddest mother effer because he has won the title the bmf title which was actually placed on masvidal by the one and only the rock and i have to tell you that what in a what a huge pop the Rock got a Madison Square Garden when he walked inside the octagon with a BMF t uh, title. Now, so what's next for Nate Diaz? Rumor has it that Nate Diaz might not even fight anymore, but he said that before. And then Masvidal, who's next? Well, you got to give him a title shot. Don't, don't do a rematch between him and Diaz. 
We don't want to see that again. At least not for now. Either put him up against the winner of Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman or maybe Conor McGregor. But I see why you would do that because it's a money fight. But really, there really is much nothing much there. But Conor McGregor is expected to return sometime next year. He's been pleading for it. So either Conor McGregor, which would be a money fight, or you got to give this man a title shot. He deserves it. He's been on a winning streak. No doubt Jorge Masvidal, representing the 305, deserves that BMA. Did you get to see the title, George Benitez, the baddest mother effort title? Yes, I saw it when, uh, when Rock was actually doing the press conference. And on top of that, when he made his entrance using his WWE theme song at the UFC event. Uh, so, yes, I did see the belt. Uh, is actually a pretty good-looking belt. I know, I know the UFC are going for like that complete look when it comes to all their belts, and I really like the new be- uh, belt designs. I really do. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars will get you that belt. That's how much it cost, uh, and, and they they did have a lot of uh, design input into that title. So really interesting stuff from the UFC on that pay-per-view, and, and of course. Jorge Masvidal walking into the 305 already. They're ready to rock and roll here. Represent the 305. Put Miami on the map. One other person that attended that UFC event was none other than the United States president himself, Mr. Donald Trump, which was actually met by USA chants and applause, unlike what the media is presenting, saying that they booed the hell out of him. And that's not actually true. There's many videos out there on the net that shows and you can hear that people were actually clapping for President Trump. They were not booing him. Eh, There might have been one or two. I'm not going to say everyone was all for him. But for the most part, no. People actually cheered Donald Trump. Another uh, news to talk about is that De La Hoya, uh, as you know, he is the man behind Canelo Alvarez. right? He's the one that manages Canelo Alvarez. And Canelo Alvarez... Uh, the boxer was in action this past weekend. In fact, this fight went after the Diaz and the Masvidal fight. But they, everyone was so tuned in. They wanted to find out who the baddest mother effer was. And guess what? They actually aired that fight in the MGM Grand. They called Dana White and asked permission to air it right before the Canelo Alvarez fight. And they rightfully did. Dana White has now gone on the record and said that he, he, he never imagined or he dreamed of this, this, this opportunity or that this chance would come alive, and it did. So there it is, how much the UFC or mixed martial arts is where it is right now. I would say it's bigger than 12 boxing. Well, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in on The Roman Show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Again, we welcome Sweetwater Pro Wrestling's Frank. He'll be talking to us about his upcoming appearance at the SPW event. This and a whole lot more next week on The Roman Show. We'll catch you on the next one. Yemen on, Yemen heard.